Trials and tribulations, life can get rough. And through the storm, we'll make it. Just put your trust in Him. No matter what you're going through, I know that I'll never leave you. You feel that you can't take no more. You may think you've seen it all. Welcome to the Get Happy with Jay podcast today, and I have a first-time guest, author James Shaw is with me, so we'll be talking to him in just a moment. But please reach out to us. Let us know, first of all, how you came across this podcast. Did you come across us on an iTunes search, Google Play, SoundCloud? We're on all three of those. Also, you can, of course, listen to the podcast at my website, Get Happy with Jay, just the letter J, dot com. So however you came across us, I would love to hear how and to interact with you. The best way to reach out to yours truly, Jay, is go to the Get Happy With Jay Facebook page. I would love to get your feedback. And no matter what way you listen to us, you can comment, you can review, and that helps us grow this happy movement. So welcome to new listeners. I get new listeners every week, which is so exciting. So thank you, listeners, each and every one of you for taking the time out to do that. Um, I don't know about you, but just I am learning the older I get, the more precious time is to me, like trying to squeeze something in. So for you guys to take out a half an hour of your day or however long this podcast is, it means so much to me. So thank you. And once again, welcome to our guest, James Shaw. How you doing, Jay? We know each other in all transparency. We attend the same church. So we've known each other for quite a long time. And for a few years. Yeah, for a few years. And I've interviewed you on the radio station where I worked before. Yes, you have. Yeah. And there we talked about your very first book. And so let's just go ahead and start with talking about the book. And then we're going to talk to you just about life in general. So the name of your book? Uh, the name of my book is A Life Upside Down, Inside Out. Uh, I was blessed to be a published author a couple of years now. And uh, it's just a book about uh, my life, about my uh, some of my earliest memories of when I first started out as a kid. And, and I took it all the way up until me getting married and my church life. And it's just life in general. There's some high points, some funny points, Mm -hmm. some sad points. Yeah. But the premises of it is just the fact that through it all, even though life can turn you upside down sometimes through the trials that you go through, it also changes you from the inside out. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it was called life upside down. So do you feel that from every test and trial or challenge in your life, that it's made you grow, that it's made you better? Is that what you mean? Like you learned something from it? Exactly, I did. I learned something from every, pretty much every event, even the the bad ones, you know, and Mm -hmm. the good ones, you know, you just, if you're open to learning, it'll teach you the things you want to do and the things you don't want to do. You know, um, I saw things in my life that I said, when I get of age where I can make a choice, 
don't want to have nothing to do with that. Yeah. You know, and then there are other things I saw other people do and I saw, oh, I definitely want to do that because mm-hmm. I see them getting ahead. I want to I want to I want to do something that uh, change my life. And I see how they were doing things to change theirs. And I definitely wanted that. That's interesting that you say that because everybody everyone doesn't make that same choice. Like, for example, if you if people in families have had parents that say had substance use issues and you would think in your mind like for me in all honesty both my parents had substance use issues it turned me off of ever wanting to do that but other people in my family it didn't and I'm you know and I look at that and I think I was able to rationalize that to see the destructive nature of what that did in both my parents lives and I didn't want that for me So I just made me wonder, like, what is the difference between you and I who could look at situations like that and say, oh, no, I know I don't want 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 that in my life. Whereas other people will look at that situation and even perhaps grow up with someone that has abused substances or whatever the issue has been. And they do that, even though they know from looking at that person's life what the result is going to be. You know, Jay, that's a very interesting question. That's a good question because it's one of those ones that's really hard to answer because it makes you wonder because, you know, my parents, like you said, my parents were alcoholics, my mother and my stepfather, and they fought three, four times a week all the time. And And I even got scars from trying to step in. And I had brothers and sisters that saw that and uh and why they went the path that they did with the yeah. drinking and stuff, and mm-hmm. I chose not to. I would have to just say it's only by the grace of God, and maybe God had his finger on me somewhere along. Yeah. Because it do make you, you had a good point, it does make you wonder why. You know, three, yeah. er, three people in the same, four people in the same yeah. household seeing the same thing, but they respond to it totally four different ways. Because, you know, I've I've tried to understand that in my family and try to be, empathetic sometimes yes. and it's hard when it's frustrating yes. it's like how could you do that when you know what the end result is going to yes. be and um i have um, a sister and, and she would not mind me sharing this story i know one of my sisters that has uh, substance use issues i asked her that one day i said why would you start doing drugs her drug of choice was crack mm-hmm. why would you start doing that when you know what's going to happen. And she said something that almost all people that do that do. I, I didn't think it would happen to me. Isn't that something? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and not only, you know, it's amazing because it's not only in a drug abuse, but it's also in pregnancy and some of yes. the other things we Many do. We issues. always had this issue. I didn't think it happened to me. Yeah. But yet, you know, you're walk- to me, you don't have to understand that. If you're walking down that path, Mm-hmm. If you're in that way, mm-hmm. it's going to happen to yeah, you. Yeah, that's going to be the result. That's going to be the results. Uh, I, I I wanted to be a champion of truth. Mm-hmm. Um, um, uh, and what I mean by that is I wanted to go the pathway that I know that would benefit me the best, my family the best, mm-hmm. that had the better outcome, because I wanted to go against the odds. Yeah. You know, and so and if you're going to go against the yeah. odds, then you have to go. You have to make the right choices. That is and, so funny that you said that, because and I just had this uh, conversation with someone recently that all my life 
I fought hard and I don't even know if it was always on a conscious level. It is now. But when I'm young, when I was younger, I'm sure it wasn't. It was always important to me to not be a statistic. I did not want to be a teen mom. You know, I didn't want to be a divorcee. I mean, just in just so many ways. I did not want to be a statistic. And I, and I that is very uh, mind boggling because when I raised my nephew, that's the very thing I told him, you know, because we got those stereotypes out there. You yes. Know, you got they're going to say if you grow up in this area, you got to be like this or you're mm-hmm. going to be like that. And they are already dictating what they think you're going to be. Yes. And I challenged him. Mm-hmm. Challenge the difference. Yeah. You could be whatever you want to be if you put your mind to it yes. and stick with it. And I told him, even when you go to school, there's going to be distractions. Yeah. And you got to understand what they are. Yeah. And once Absolutely. you view that and see that, you got to say, okay, where am I going? Is this going to stop me from getting where I'm going or is this going to help me to get where mm-hmm. I'm going? And if it's not going to help me to get where I'm going, then I don't want to have any parts with it. Yeah. Or if it's going to slow me down from getting where I'm going, because sometimes mm-hmm. you can run things to just slow you down, bog yeah. you down. Mm-hmm. You don't want that either. Um, my wife got a young, uh, my wife got a cousin, little nephew, little cousin. He's in college right now. He's getting ready to graduate. Uh huh. And I got a chance to meet him last Thanksgiving. Went home for Thanksgiving. There he was. We're sitting there watching the Dallas game. He's sitting there with his computer out. Mm-hmm. He's studying to be an engineer. And one of his assignments was to create um, um, a program Mm -hmm. and had to put it in different files and all this. And he's sitting there doing this. Mm -hmm. He's got the perfect attitude about it. He's not one of them kids that think he's so brighter than everybody else or whatever. His personality is just amazing. For He's so smart, but he's got a beautiful personality. Well, he was on Facebook the other day, and he had his little camera taking a picture of seven. He more or less said, I'm on my way. And so his mom asked him, said, "Uh, do you have a girlfriend? He said, Mom, I ain't got time for that. He yeah. said, that'll come in this time. Yeah. He said, right now, that's just just distraction. He said, because if I have a girlfriend, then that's going to get in the way of me trying to do my book studies or whatever. I got to deal with that. Mm-hmm. He said, I got to get this done first. He said, then I get the girlfriend. Yeah. Then And so it's amazing how people can come through life and prioritize yes. different things. Yeah. And you really people have to have, do that. Yeah. It's all about what you focus on. You do. You do. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned about being teenage pregnancy. Well, if you don't focus on not being that and think that, okay, I can do the act and not worry about it, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden there you are and you say, well, I didn't think that would happen to me. Well, you did the act. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the act, you know, so I don't know. And one thing, too, it is so important, and I always try to stress this, um, especially with my family members when I hear them interacting with their children it's so important what you say to them and what you speak yes, to them yes, because I remember a pivotal moment to me. And I think that's probably what started me with down this road of not wanting to be a statistic in any number of ways. Um, my great grandmother that raised me, we were in her car and her sister, my great, great aunt. And at the time, you know, she was kind of an, a mean alcoholic and she would just say whatever came to her mind. And she always had an attitude <laughs> with me yeah. because she felt like that my grandmother at her age should not be raising a child and blah 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 and so she would say remarks like oh she's just gonna be just like her mother which my mother was a teen mom Mm -hmm. at the time and just things like that and that just stood out in my mind and because I remembered it and I was taking it all in and I'm like that's not me that's not you don't know me that's not what I'm going to be with my life but thank God I had that attitude because it could have made me go the other way and say 
well, I'm predestined to do what, you know, to do that thing, you know. And, Jay, you're so right because that does happen a lot. Yes. uh, I think one of the saddest things that saddens me sometimes is when you go out to the grocery store Mm -hmm. and you see the young moms in there. And and it it saddens me because they're in there in their pajamas, look like pajamas and house slippers on, Mm -hmm. which is something in my air. You didn't come out the house in your pajamas. Absolutely got, not. Got whooped. <laughs> you know, your hair, you didn't come out there with your hair nappy. But they dragging their little kids behind them. And, you know, the little kids, they get in the grocery store. You know, like kids, you get in the grocery store and everything. Like, mommy, mm-hmm. can I have this? Mommy? And literally cuss the kids out. Yeah. In front of these heart. people. Mm-hmm. In front of, and, and you fail to realize that you putting that in that little child. Yeah. And then you wonder why. Then when they go to school, they say what the things they say to their teachers. Yeah. And like, but where are they getting this? Mm-hmm. I thought one of the best commercials I ever saw on television was the kid sitting, at, sitting in his bedroom and his dad come to the room and asked him where he get this marijuana from. And he wouldn't say it. And his dad saying, where did you get this from? And the kid turned around, I got it from you, dad. I remember that commercial. Remember that commercial? Very powerful. I got it from you. Yeah. You know, so when your kids react the way they do, Sometimes you need to take a look at just where they're getting it from. Yeah. Because you are the apple of their eye at that age. Yeah. You know, they're looking at you. And they're sucking in everything. Like sponges. I work with a uh, social service agency that we provide services to people who are victims of domestic violence. And so many times the moms or even the dads who, of course, men I want to dispel the myth that men aren't victims. They are. They can be victims as well. They come in, they automatically think, oh, I kept this away from my children. My children don't know. But then the children come into therapy, and every single time it has never failed, those kids will open up to those therapists and say, we hear everything. They may think we're asleep. They may think we're asleep. We're taking in everything. I know my grandmother used to have this saying, and it's always stuck with me. Every shit I ain't sleep and every goodbye ain't gone. That's- <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever hear that one? No, I've never heard that one. That's a good one, <laughs> That's though. a good one, though. It's true. That, that is a good yeah, one. Yeah, these little ones, they are taking in everything. And even if they're not seeing the punches or necessarily hearing the yelling, they're feeling the tension. Yes. That tension is in the air, and they can feel when something is off and something is not right. And they do. I'm, and I could be a, a witness to that because when my mom and my dad would go at it, you do feel the tension because you're sitting there. You're not knowing what's going to happen next. Yeah. You know, you don't know if all of a sudden mom going to come snatch you in the room and snatch you up and you off down the street to your aunt's house or something or mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, or do you have to defend yourself, you know, because now they didn't got into a all out brawl, you know, and that used to scare me, you know, uh, mm-hmm. when I was young, the fighting and the violence and everything, you know, and it's one of those things where um, you really take a look at that. And I know I did. And I said, my question was, how can my stepfather or my mother? either one Mm -hmm. say that they love each other and they beating on each other like enemies yeah and so when i married my wife i told my wife i said we we may have our disagreements we're gonna have we're two different people yeah i said but i don't let you know right now straight up front you will never ever ever have to worry about me putting my hands on you because you're not Mm -hmm. my child Mm -hmm. you're my wife and i can't see myself giving you a black eye then i want to come up and tell you give me a kiss honey yeah i just can't see that I mean, you know, you know, I just um, and I, you see it all the time. The mm-hmm. People in these relationships. And I'm like, how do you do it? Yeah. And what makes you stay? 
I think the person that's on the receiving end of it, they just get broken. Their their spirit just gets absolutely broken. Um, A lot of times they just have low self-esteem. Some people stay for financial reasons. I mean, some people stay because even though it's not good for the kids in their mind, it's good for the kids to be in a home with the mom and dad. So they stay for any number of reasons. And on average, it takes seven uh, times leaving before they really leave. Mm -hmm. That's pretty deep. And, they, and like you said, they think that it's good for the kids. Yeah. And in return, sometimes, I think in many cases, it teaches bad habit to the kids. The next day, you know, they Absolutely. if somebody doesn't break that chain, then they go into their relationship thinking, yeah. I've heard people, that's how my mom did it or that's how my dad did it. Yeah, and a lot of times we see, um, I know with uh, female victims and men as well, they end up being attracted to abusers yes. because on a subconscious level, that's what they know. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and in a sad way, they're comfortable with that because that's what they know. They don't know any different. That's and so sad. they don't realize that they're repeating those patterns. That's sad. Yeah. But it can be broken. Yes, it can be. Yes. It can be broken. There's always it hope. It's always. And that's um, to kind of go back to my book. That's what my book was pretty much to show the hope. Yes. Uh, because it, it goes into the tragedies of, mm-hmm. you know, coming together with a family that, you know, because I've um, it's four of us in my family it was two boys and two girls. Mm-hmm. And we were in three different homes, just the four of us. I mm-hmm. my parents were divorced when I was born. I never mm-hmm. lived with my dad. I didn't get the chance to know my father. Till I was like seven years old. Mm-hmm. And my baby sister ended up living with a grandmother. My older brother and older sister ended up living with my dad. Yeah. And I ended up with my mom. And out of the three homes, I ended up in the worst one. Um, mm-hmm. And as years went on, as we came together as teenagers and went through our challenges as teenagers, you know, you end up with a, um, a mother who didn't know how to raise one. Now she's got four. Yes. And um, even as time went on and that Lord blessed me to be where I am now, I even had my older sister come up and tell me, why you? Yeah. And I said, what you mean? She said, I should have what you have. And I said, I asked her, I said, why do you say that? She said, because you don't want went through everything that you did, you know, why you come out the way you did. I said, well, I don't understand why you came out the way you did. Yeah. You had the stable home. Mm-hmm. So why did you make the choices you made for you to end up where you are? I don't understand that. Mm-hmm. I should be the one broken. Yeah. You know, but by the grace of God, I truly believe that saying I had a praying grandmother because the yeah. grandmother that raised my mother my younger sister, she was the only one in our family that was in church. Hmm. And I used to go to church with them off and on when yeah. I was a kid. And my mom stopped me from going because she didn't want to get me up and wash my clothes or whatever the case may uh-huh. be. But just that little bit of time, mm-hmm. those two months or whatever, um, I believe that's when I found God. There was a seed planted. There was a seed planted. And it took some, like all seeds, it takes time to yeah. germinate. And uh, years later it did. So, And I think... Whether you're a child or as an adult, you have to have an openness to that. Yeah, for to. there has to be an opening for the seed to even be planted. You have to, um, you know, and the, the word of God when He's talking about the seeds being planted in different areas, and some of the soil was hard, and some mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. You know, if you don't have an openness of like I said, a champion for truth. If you don't really want to know what's really going on mm-hmm. and leave your heart open, um, you won't get it. If you think that your little world that you're in is all it is, mm-hmm. you won't get it. You always got to challenge yourself to know, look around you and see other people. Do. 
there's something different out there. Yeah. And you can get it if you want it, but mm-hmm. you can't go into it looking like I already know everything. It ain't going to happen to me. That's mm-hmm. the end of it. And yeah. usually that's what it, you know, that's what it ends up being. Uh, I used to teach the kids. I taught Sunday school and I would always tell them, always keep your mind open to learn. Yes. You don't have it all. The word of God said we only learn. We only know in part. Mm-hmm. So I'm just sharing my part. <laughs> I live that. Yes. I want I, at 49. I want to grow <clears throat> and learn and always try and be a better version of myself every day. That's kind of like my and you can learn from mantra. anybody and everybody. I learn from kids. Yes. I learn from white. I learn from black. I learn mm-hmm. from Mexican. I learned something when I, you know, I told you earlier, I was an Uber driver mm-hmm. and I drove a lot of Indians around and it's amazing how you speak to them and they didn't speak back you know mm-hmm. and I learned the fact that I learned that they have to see you at least three times before they will open up to you yeah the culture difference the culture difference mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. but if you didn't leave if, if I left there saying oh well I'm not gonna speak to them no more they stuck up and all that it mm-hmm. had nothing to do with that you know so yeah. you learn from everybody yes absolutely <laughs> <laughs> now you um and your beautiful wife Esther and she's just so lovely. Um you all have been leading the marriage ministry at our church for a long time. So I can't like in this conversation without talking about marriage. First of all, how long have you been married? We'll be married 37 years June 20th. Wow, 37, 37 years. years. Yeah. And you have I, you listeners you can't see his face, of course. But he's got the biggest smile on his face. <laughs> I am seeing all his teeth. All of them. <laughs> and you know what? That's a blessing because sometimes when you ask somebody about their marriage or, or whatever, the frown is uh, definitely there and you can see it in their face. So there, there was just joy in your face just now when I asked you about you know, your wife. And, and I thank God for her. You know, some people go in marriage and they've been there, you know, they do it two, three, t- three, two or three times and it's still got it right yeah yeah and I thank God that I only had to do it once she's the perfect offset for me you mm-hmm. know she's she has the patience that I don't have you know mm-hmm. she has the temperament that I don't have sometimes a certain thing mm-hmm. so she offsets me perfectly you know I know if I want to need to be if I can come in and say things don't seem like it's right for me I can go to her and she can let me she can show me to look at it a different perspective yeah and vice versa sometimes I'm the courage that she needs you know mm-hmm. sometimes she's not a, a very outgoing person and, and you know sometimes she, someone can ask her to do something for her and and she doesn't really want to or she does now I said speak up you know tell no she ain't gonna do it <laughs> no, no, no but you know but I I, I you know I, I give her courage you know the um so we're we're perfect for each other. There's no perfect marriage, but you can have yeah. perfect. Yeah, because there's for no each perfect other. people. No, there's no perfect people, but you can't have you can't have a perfect connection. Yeah, you know for you know and 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 keep that in mind that one of the things we said to each other when we got married was her and myself against the world. Yeah, you know and. A lot of people get caught up thinking that, you know, wait a minute now, you know, I love my mother, you know, or I love this. But the thing is, if your wife and your husband know where they are in your eyes, second to nobody but God, Mm -hmm. they know they also know you love your mother. Yes. They also know you have family. And because they can be secure. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. because they're not playing second fiddle to them, Mm -hmm. they'd be more than happy to help you do whatever you need for them. 
Yeah. And that's how my wife and I treat our family. There's nothing they can ask us for that we got, we give to them. Yeah. Because we're not insecure with each other. Yeah. You know, so I thank God for that, you know. Um, well, in 37 years, there had to have been some ups and downs. It's not all rosy. No, it's not. And I think that's a reality check that people need because it's sad because we're in this culture thing now where people go into divorce with an exit strategy. Yes. Like like they don't go in fully committed. Like if this doesn't work, they I'm are, just yeah. out. They already uh, yeah. trying to figure yeah. out what they're going to do. Yeah, they already have, you know, one foot's on a banana peel and the other one's out the door when they go into it. And you have to realize it can be a roller coaster. Every day is not going to be rosy. You're going to have some rough patches. I know for me, there's plenty of days where you can roll over and you can love the person. But sometimes with situations, you you don't feel like you like them, even though you love them. And I think people need to realize that there's the up and down and to be able to ride that. Just have a good. It's work. Absolutely. It is work. You have to work at it. You have to work over your the way you feel some days, mm-hmm. uh, you have to, you know, you just have to realize that, like you said, everything is not going to always be rosy. Yeah. You're two different people trying to become one. You got your train of, uh, train of thought. They got theirs. But the blessing part is if you can find that common ground mm-hmm. that the two of you have, if you understand your goal, mm-hmm. you, know, you, you two have to have goals and, and have patience to make them goals come to pass. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we want everything right now. Yeah. And sometimes we're not in a position to get it right now. Mm-hmm. And if you got it right now, maybe you wouldn't appreciate it later on because you're so used to getting it right now. You know, one of the things, uh, if I could share something with you real quick, was mm-hmm. that I remember one of my biggest fears is when I f- lost my first job. Yeah. With my wife, you know, because I had been the provider, you know, and uh, I had lost my job and um, and I went home and I took her the letter. I couldn't even tell her. I had a letter yeah. in my hand and I gave her the letter and she read the letter. And we had this hobby of going fishing all the time. We mm-hmm. squeeze it in, you know, when we can. And she read the letter and she looked at me. And she said, um, oh, well, we just get some more fishing in. She said, I'm sure you'll find some work <laughs> later on. You know, and, and that it, was a beautiful attitude for her oh, because she could have went weight. into worry mode. Oh, yes. She could have been down your throat and out the other end. And then there I am worrying about, okay, well, I'm going to rush and trying to find some. I was able to take my time and look for something I wanted. And so I was drawing unemployment and sharing the same story there, drawing on how this thing went on. And we treated ourselves every two weeks to Red Lobster because you get an unemployment check every two weeks. <laughs> and we paid our little bills. So we had and made it through. You know, we made it do what it had to do, you know. And mm-hmm. and the last check came in and we we're sitting here talking about what bills we're going to pay and and um, all this. And the last check was $68. Oh. Not enough to pay not one bill we had. Right. Not long time about buying groceries. Yeah. And I looked at it and said, oh, my God. And she said, what is it? I said, it's only $68. She said, well, she said, we might as well go to Red Lobster one more time because you're getting beans and cornbread after this for a while. <laughs> <laughs> and we went to Red Lobster, you know, uh-huh. and that happened on a Friday. Show you how God is. That happened on a Friday because Unplugged Checker thing came out on Thursday or something. So it happened that Thursday, uh-huh. and uh, Saturday morning I get a call from Mitsubishi Motors asking me was I still interested in going to work for them. Oh, that's just like God, so, isn't it? <laughs> so, like you were saying, you got those ups and downs, but if you trust each other and know that you know we're in this together, yeah, we're in this together. That's what it has to be. You have to be able to rely on each other because sometimes I may have to pick up the slack 
or my husband needs to. But, you know, I have to be able to have that comfort that 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 other person is going to pick up the slack when I can't for whatever reason. Going to be there. And I believe with all my heart that she's there and I'm there for her, you know. And and I don't believe in that. To me, like you said earlier about going into a marriage already thinking about what if. Yeah. Then if you're going into that marriage already thinking about what if, then you don't. You're halfway out. Yeah, you're You're halfway out the door. And and a lot of them do. They look at, but but this is what I worked hard for, and I want I don't want to lose this to this person. Mm -hmm. And my thing is, this is what I work hard for. I want to share it with this person. Absolutely. So then maybe what you need to do is instead of if you're worrying about losing it to this person, then maybe that's not the person you should marry. Yeah. Because the person you should marry, you should be wanting to share it with that person. You should feel that comfortable mm-hmm. that, yes, this is what I want. And, you know, people say, yeah, but people change over time. Yes, people do change. Mm-hmm. But if you're both on the same page, you're going to change for the better. Yeah. So that's just one person said one time in order to find true love, you really have to open up yourself to get hurt. That's true. Now, that's in the said, Open it's, up my it's stuff. To, it's taking a, a risk. It's it is trust. It's a trust. Trust thing. is like the foundation. That's right. Yeah. And that's why you can't destroy that trust in a marriage. Mm-hmm. Because once you destroy it, it's hard to get it back. Yeah. It's hard and to get it back. And sometimes you can't get and it sometimes back. sometimes you don't get it back. So when you look at love like that from that perspective, if you really want to truly find true love, you have to be willing to take that risk. And if you're not willing to take that risk, then you might as well stay where you are, do what you're doing. And, yeah. You know, you know because um, and I don't know. And it's sad because marriage is a, it's an institution that was designed by God. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did it and he meant for it to be good mm-hmm. because he said, man, is, you know, he didn't want men to be alone. Mm-hmm. He he made women for you, you know, and for us to for us to be going through the marriages and tearing at that institution like it. Yeah. It affects everything. It affects mm-hmm. our families, mm-hmm. our children. That adversary know he's slick. Yeah. It affects your it's, your mental health. It, it can, affects your heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. He he knew that if he can affect the, if he can attack the family, yeah, he can accomplish a whole lot mm-hmm. by just attacking the family. Absolutely. You know, and and it's sad, but we can do with the yeah. help of God. We can we can arise above it. Absolutely. But you got to be willing to trust God and do it. Let's talk about that book one more time. Give us the title and tell us how we can get our hands on it. Well, the name of the book is Life Upside Down, Inside Out. And you can go to Amazon.com and type in James L. Shaw or the title of the book, either or, and it'll come up, you know, and you just, um, and I appreciate it. If you decide to buy one online, leave a review after you've read it. It's a quick read. And, and the whole purpose of it, because, you know, we're in a busy world today. Yeah. And a lot of people, you're not going to find a lot of people at this time that want to pick up a three, 400 page book. Yeah, and sit down and I was it. just talking about the value of time opening yeah, up the show. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when you can pick up a book that's only about 49 pages uh, that you can read from, you know, a short trip somewhere mm-hmm. and get from front to end. You know, I think you're you really love the book. Uh, I'm sure you'll see some of yourself in the book. There's some humor in the book, mm-hmm. you know, and and I hope that it's my testimony my life and I'm not claiming to know it all. I'm not claiming that it's worse. I've seen worse. I've mm-hmm. heard the worse mm-hmm. and I heard the better. But I'm sure somewhere in there you'll find yourself. Yeah. And and that's the whole purpose of that. If you find yourself, maybe you can look at yourself and say, Okay, where I'm at with this and where can I improve myself mm-hmm. and and where I can be grateful. Mm-hmm. And keep living. And that message of hope that you said that is in the book. Message of hope, yeah, because it, the last chapter is about salvation. Yeah, 
and I tackle it in a different way. I don't really talk a whole lot about church, but mm-hmm. I talk about salvation as a whole is that we're we're saving each other daily. Yeah. And we don't even realize it sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, that we're saving each other daily. And and if our hearts are open, like you were saying earlier, mm-hmm. and we have open minds, open hearts, you'll hear God's voice. You'll hear God mess tugging at your heart. And then you know, uh, I got to I got to go that way. I got to go that way. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're encouraging you to get that book and uh, come back with your second one, because we were talking uh, before the interview started, and you've already got a title for it, and we're going to start working on it soon, so we'll be excited about that, but congratulations on your first book. Thank you very much, and I hope you appreciate our reading it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks to author James Shaw for joining us today on the Get Happy with Jay podcast. As always, we encourage you to like and to share this podcast. We are really trying to spread this happy movement of positivity and hope. The world uh, can be a crazy place, and it is. We never know what's going on with our politics. Things at home can be crazy. But we want you to be on the journey towards happiness. And we hope that our little happy spot in the podcast universe is helping you along the way. So let us know what you think. Once again, the Facebook page is Get Happy with Jay. You can also go to the website, gethappywithjay.com. You can listen to the podcast there. You can leave comments there as well. And I do try and get back with you guys. And so as I always encourage you, until next week, In this coming up week, do something very special for yourself that's going to make you happy. It's not selfish. It's self-care. Take care.